Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, we are really, we're going back in time. We've been doing current stuff for a little bit, but we're now back in 2002 with I'm With Lucy, directed by John Sherman and written by Eric Hemerance. And that seems to be his only major film writing credit. And there's something else here. There's some other stuff here, but this is maybe their biggest stuff with their biggest stars. Well, at least for 2002. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. John Sherman directed a 1996 movie called Breathing Room about a, a female comic cartoonist, which now I kind of want to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally want to watch that. I'm trying to figure out what Monica Potter is famous for because she's one of those like white women, kind of like Terry Polo, who I'm just like, she's always been around, but I don't know who this is. She does, okay, she does a lot of television shows that I don't watch. Boston Legal, never seen that. NBC's Parenthood show, I have seen some of that, but I don't remember her in it oh my god (laughs) she was in well alex has a crush on her in along came a spider and then i know she was also in con air and yeah you you already mentioned parenthood didn't you yeah she's in patch adams a movie that i haven't seen apparently oh yeah i actually kind of like that one (laughs) she was like she was apparently in the first saw i don't like i think i just didn't know who she was and she just registered to me like as a white woman but so it was nice to see a movie starring her just so that I could figure out like who is this person oh and for I, sure and I really I really liked her I thought that she was like really charismatic I'm surprised that she didn't get more starring roles after this I mean I guess this movie didn't do well but like she's she's, she's- absolutely delightful and I feel like she has the perfect ingredients for a rom-com you know she has that mix of even though, like, you know, she's a movie star, she has an approachable charm. She feels like a real woman. Of course, she's, like, very pretty and, you know, charismatic on screen. But she really plays her character. Like, she really feels like like Lucy is someone you would know. Yeah, and she really does a lot with the whole thin white woman thing. Like, sometimes white women are just like, I'm thin, I'm here, I know I'm going to get cast in things, I'm not going to try. But like, and it can be so distracting, but for her, she was like a mess in ways that I found completely relatable. And like, there were some times where she would like go on like a rant about something and I'd be like, yeah, girl, I totally agree. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like, there, because, you know, the description of the movie, I feel like one of my... Because I, I really enjoyed this one. I will say that up top. I did. I did. I did too. Like the, the main thing that I found surprising or that didn't quite match up for me was that the way the movie is described is like, oh, she's so eccentric. She's like turning these men away. And it makes it for me, it made it sound like she was going to be like really not necessarily unlikable, but like really just like out there. And I was like, oh, no, she's cool. <laughs> like, like, like she... I mean, we'll get into it. She definitely, like, shows up to some dates not in top form, but I just thought, it like, the description's like, oh, she's eccentric. And I was like, 
she just seems smart to me. <laughs> like, yeah, like she just like yeah. has ideas and expresses them and doesn't worry about whether the man she's on a date with is going to be offended, which I think is great. Yeah. You know, she's, she's talking about poetry. She's talking about Vivaldi. Like she likes being intellectually stimulated and not in a way that feels like over the top. Like, of course, like these are things that you would learn about in like high school or like a college class, but it's like, but it doesn't feel, you know, it just, it feels like something that she would actually say. Yeah. Because she seems like a genuinely curious person. And that's why, cause this movie, you know, it's, it's about to be her wedding. And of course we don't know who she's going to marry. And then she's talking to a single friend and she's telling her friend, she's like, you got to get out there. You just got to force yourself to. And even if you don't like every date, you learn about yourself. And then she tells her, she's like, my sister made me go on all these blind dates when I was really sad from a breakup. So then we like go into the real movie, which is the flashbacks of these five blind dates. And the men are all really different, which I like. I like that they actually feel really different. Yeah, they feel different. They look different. Yeah, they, yeah it's, it's, it's really And refreshing. I think like you were saying about Vivaldi... I believe that she genuinely likes Vivaldi because she, even on the dates that go badly, she does seem to be curious about these men. Like, even when she's like, this guy's kind of a douche, she's like, all right, let's have a conversation. <laughs> like, what do you care about? Yeah. What makes you tick? Yeah, which I totally relate about. Like, the way that she dates is probably the closest approximation to what it looks like when I date, where I'm just like, I show... I show up sometimes, like, when she's drunk for one of them, I'm like, girl, Oh, same. yeah, Ben, um, no, I also, same. Like, this was one of those times where I actually felt represented on screen just in the way that she dates. I was like, yeah, you just get super honest. Yeah, if the person's into it, they are, and if they're not, they're not. She dates like a regular-ass bitch. Like, I actually, it really bothers me, because, you know, this is one of those movies where I didn't hear anything about it, but when you check the ratings, the ratings are so low, and nobody talks about it, or nobody seems to like it. And then I watch her date, and I'm just like, this is the closest to dating I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it really does highlight how many rom-coms, even some of the ones that are on the better end, show such stiff dates. And that's not to say there aren't stiff dates or that's not how some people date, but so buttoned up, so polished, so, you know, small talk or what do you do? What do I do? And that's the end of it. And I like that these dates get into weird conversations that still feel real because I think the other trap a lot of rom-coms fall into is they try too hard to make it quirky. Like they try too hard to be like, look at this weird conversation they're having this is deep and interesting and you're like okay but I don't really feel like this happened naturally and one of the strengths of this movie is that the conversations feel believable to me it's like yeah they are talking about allergy medicine and somehow it's interesting yeah yeah they're not just like randomly not that I haven't done this but they're not randomly pulling out the past drama or even like so much like talking about like exes really not a lot of talk about exes including not including with the divorced guy the divorced guy also doesn't spend the whole time talking about his ex and I was like thank yeah lord jesus christ because I mean really like I've I've gone out with some divorced guys it's kind of the last thing that they want to talk about and so it's kind of weird <laughs> in movies when it's like they're just like immediately coming like up front like I don't know <laughs> I don't know 
men that do this. Yeah, I really liked that his divorce came up in a normal kind of to the side way. And it wasn't him being like, I want to talk about it or I'm embarrassed. He was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like my ex-wife. I was, And she's like, oh, you were divorced? And he's like, yeah. And, they, you know, it's mentioned a little bit. But like you said, it's obvious he's trying to go on a date now. He doesn't want to fixate on his ex. He doesn't want to shit talk her. He doesn't want to pine. And that's how people date. <laughs> like, that is how people are out there. You know, they're not like completely avoid. I mean, of course there's always exceptions, but most people aren't completely avoidant of their past or completely fixated when they're on a date. They're somewhere in the middle. They're in the present. Exactly. So yeah, I will say that like the only, my least favorite scene of this movie is actually the opening where she's walking around with this guy who's her boyfriend played by Craig Bierko, who, I've never heard of but he's been in stuff she's with him and he's really just like an average looking guy to me like that's the first thing it's just like that just looks like some guy but she's like her voiceover is just like he's so perfect and so handsome and don't they like also run into someone who is like oh my god you're so lucky and I'm just sitting there just being like this is a white man it's a white man yeah congrats Craig (laughs) who plays like Peter right yeah yeah he's just like a guy he's just like a guy and I looked up how he looks now and it's like he really aged out of whatever it is that they were really into him like no shade yeah no it was a very specific look that I think was extra I mean obviously white guys are always like given a lot of screen time and a lot of you know it's like if they put on a shirt everyone's like oh my god (laughs) you know but but Craig's look I feel like was very popular in the early thousands because he almost has spiky hair. It's like he almost has spiky blonde tips. That's kind of his thing. It's like an older Backstreet Boy kind of look. Yeah, just like this whole like, uh, man, you know, I'm successful. And the way that I'm going to show that is by this weird haircut and this air of being more attractive than you actually are. And he's from Miami though, or like he's not from there, but he's living there for a while, which I was like, okay, yeah. (laughs) This is like a Miami white guy, but not actually from Miami. Oh, this is like a guy like that would like be a husband on like Real Housewives or something. Just like- Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. So they're in the elevator and- he just says that like sex with her is bad and that she doesn't have like good technique and she says it in front of like all of these people in the elevator and like the people reacting in the elevator were were funny to me I did like that but I also just like if I was in that elevator I would be the busybody that's like dude are you fucking serious (laughs) yeah oh wait also I want to correct I was Saying him being from Miami, he's not from Miami. One of her dates is from Miami. I I fucked up. Uh, but he's still from Miami. I literally energy. mixed him up with her date from Miami. <laughs> you mixed looked... her. Wait, you mixed her up with. Uh, you mixed, I mixed him up with. So you know how she has that date yeah. with the guy who like. Okay, I mixed up her ex with him. Those are the only two men that remind me of each other. So I just oh. want to formally apologize to the listeners. You know the the I'm with Lucy heads out there. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Bronwyn. Yeah. Did you not watch the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I did, yeah. Oh, because, like, it's like you're mixing up David... I just couldn't imagine mixing up David Boreanaz with literally anyone No, no, no. I know. I thought you were talking about 
Yeah, I don't know why I thought you were jumping. But they do have similar, day. like, energy. Yeah, they don't look the same at all. But I, for some reason, I thought you were immediately talking about, okay, well, here yeah. I am. <laughs> here I am, everyone, in my full <laughs> humanity. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, he sucks. And I personally would have intervened. Like, that's the thing, like, this would be a completely different movie if I had been in that elevator, because I would have been like, girl. I mean, it- is like first of all breaking up in an elevator that is like absolutely fucked never heard of that in my life like one time i was dating a guy that i didn't realize i didn't i didn't realize i didn't want to be with him and we were in an elevator once and he leans in to kiss me and i duck wow you ducked yeah that is intense like that is your body telling you exactly what you don't need which is him it was it was crazy. I I just had never done anything like that before. Um, and like, but we didn't break up in that elevator. But it was like after the ducking, he was like, he knew. I yeah, of course, ducking. I mean, it's one thing to kind of not fully kiss back, you know, or like to even kind of turn your head a little so it's like it turns into a weird cheek kiss. But to duck, like that is that's like a cartoon. That's like you're in a. Pe- I'm sorry, you're in a I, Peppy Le Pew re- cartoon, and you're like the cat escaping Peppy Le Pew. I'm sorry, Sam. If you're listening to this, I'm really sorry that I ducked. That's uh, like I really the best thing. I've I hope heard. that you're doing that's well. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah, they break up in an elevator and then her sister played by Julian Nicholson. Julian Nicholson is a really great actress who just like, she's just one of those people that hasn't really had a big break. But if you've like watched films, she's, she's been in them. Oh, you know, for sure. she's in Tanya. She's in August Osage County. And she's in this movie called Monos that I've heard is very good that you can watch on Hulu. I need, I still need to watch it. She's in Mayor of East Town. She's in this movie. Oh, I distinctly remember having a friend who was obsessed with this movie that she did in 2006 called Flannel Pajamas. And I literally watched it just because <laughs> of that. <laughs> So Flannel Pajamas' own Julian Nicholson. but <laughs> She's fabulous. She always brings it. She's great. She, she fully owns the screen. And I, if anything, I wanted more of her in this. I love their sister relationship. That felt very realistic, even in the slight moments that we got it. Yeah, like, like I'm just saying, Jesse Buckley is getting hired a lot right now. Another, per- the person who had Jesse Buckley energy before Jesse Buckley, that was Julian Nicholson. She, that is, yeah. I, the, that is maybe one of the nerdiest things I've said that only really like five people. I co-sign that. And I do believe that there are five people listening who appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets set up on five bl- blind dates. And there with, there was Scottish actor John Hanna. Love him. Love him. Very sweet. Mexican actor Gael Garcia Bernal. Huge crush on him. Always fun. Anthony LaPaglia, my one of my favorite from one of my favorite performances at Empire Records. Love him, love his energy. So funny. And we got and we got Henry Thomas, the kid from ET, who is now mostly known for being in like every Mike Flanagan thing. He's like, you know, he's in all of the Mike Flanagan things. Oh, and David Boreanaz, who's 
Buffy, Angel, Bones, whatever the fuck he's doing And now. who, for some reason, I had, like, early onset Alzheimer's moment <laughs> mixed him up with someone else. Yeah, these are the five men she goes on dates with, and the movie sets it up very, like, we're going to introduce the dates, and then we'll return to them. But I, I will admit that at first I was like, wait, are they not going to show us the whole date? <laughs> I, I was curious if you also had that experience. I really, yeah, I was worried that we weren't going to see the whole date. So when we got back to them and it was like, okay, so we're going to be cutting back, like backwards and forwards, like into these dates. I was like, thank God, because I want to know how this goes. Like, especially with the John Hanna one, it's when she's like maximum depressed and she's wasted and her sister's like, you you have to get him. <laughs> you have to go on this date. You have to go on this date. And he shows up and he's divorced. So he's used to... Like being in a relationship, he's used to being patient. Yeah, that's like a good like thing he, for like people that are. He's yeah, been with a woman as like, a whole person, like for a long time, you know. So he's not just out there going on fun dates. He's like, okay, she's having a weird day. <laughs> I can handle this. And he's just chilling. He's looking through her books. He's like, she's being mean, and he's letting it happen. And I always like appreciate not that it's like oh, women should be allowed to be mean all they want, but they kind of but they kind of should get to be like a little mean. Like there should be we should get. I like, think a sometimes we should get to be mean, given how annoying it is to be a woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like I love how he's how she's mean to him, and he's just like, yeah, she's just going through something. I'm not. Gonna oh yeah, like that, it doesn't seem at all. Like he's nervous in a way that's very charming to me because he's just like, yeah, I haven't dated in a while. But, it, but he's also grown up enough and experienced enough in relationships to be like, okay, whatever she's doing right now has nothing to do with me. There's this great shot of her in the bathtub drunk and her sister comes into the bathroom and is like, your date's here. And she's like drunk and sentimental to her sister. And she's like, I love you. Thank you so much. This You're so right. I need to get back out there. And then she's like, thank you so much for turning him away though, telling him to go home. And her sister's like, oh no, I didn't tell him to go home. You got to go on the date. <laughs> And then she's like, really? She's like stumbling out of the bathtub. And I was like, wow, I love this. Yeah, man. So relatable. It's that whole, oh God, I love her. Phenomenal date. Just mwah. So she has another date with Anthony LaPaglia, which is he was a guy who used to play for the yeah. Mets. And his, his whole thing is... <laughs> Don't you recognize me? Oh, he is so <laughs> upset that she doesn't recognize him. And then instead of letting it go, he's like quizzing her about baseball when like she obviously doesn't, she's not a baseball fan. So that's a dead she end. But he's just like, care. oh, come on. Don't you remember this game? And he's like, I did this. And she's like, I don't care. And then he's like, you know, it's a very classic kind of macho attitude where he's like, aren't you going to cook me dinner? And she's like, what? I never said I was going to cook. Let's go to this Vivaldi concert. His, oh, <laughs> Okay, okay, that is insane to me. Him like, and maybe it's just because I'm a millennial and that guy is obviously like, from that, is, would you call that guy a boomer? He's definitely, I think he's like, Gen X. Actually, I mean, in this movie, this was made 20 years ago, so he probably is a boomer age-wise. Yeah, and so like, I totally believe him when he says, 
I'm used to like I'm used to women cooking me dinner, but I but what I want to understand is where that gene came, went away to because I don't know anyone that would do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because there's so many levels to it. Like the first is like, you're letting someone into your home for the first part of your first date. Like that's a safety issue. That was my first thought. Wasn't even like the gendered idea of like the woman must cook. It's like, they're like, it's one thing for someone to pick you up, but you're going to let them into your house when you haven't even spent an hour with them. And then, you know, it's also hard to be like done up for a date when you're cooking because like you're like chopping things, you're chopping onions, you're chopping garlic, you got to not get it on your hands. So it's a little hard to wear an outfit while you're cooking. <laughs> not that you can't, but I was just like thinking about all those aspects. Yeah, it's just I, I just I don't understand it. I'm not I don't I can't even remember the. But then again, I can't even remember the last time I cooked for someone. I'm a bad I'm a bad Southern person. I don't even cook for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like imagining there's like a council of Southern people that are like, well, we got to dock a point for Jordan. <laughs> oh, there absolutely is. Like also that there's a council of Jamaicans that know that like. I can't do a proper patois. I remember one time I was with my family and they were like making fun of me, like asking me to say certain words. And I I don't, I don't have a patois. Where would I have gotten it from? I'm not Drake. Like I'm actually, <laughs> you're I'm not actually, Drake. Damn I'm it. I'm not Drake. I, I don't know if I could go podcast with you if you're not Drake. This is a complete like, this is a real 180 for me, uh, Jordan. <laughs> like I am actually a Jamaican person, and I have a I have a sense of shame, so I'm not just like workshopping my patois. Yeah, you're not like, hey, do I sound like you, Auntie? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, how is that less res- like? How is it more respectful to pretend you have an accent you don't? I, 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 I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's always so funny. What was that movie that we do? What Boxing Day? Yeah, where where the girl is like doing the doing a Jamaican accent, and the uncles are just eating it up, and it's like very unclear if it's just like, oh, she's doing a good job, or oh, she's that's cute. It's cute yeah, she's it's so cute. hard to tell if they're kind of roasting her in a gentle way, or if they're actually like kind of touched. <laughs> like they're like, wow. <laughs> She's doing the work. <laughs> this is the work. So yeah, so we got this like old school guy and she deals with old school guys exactly the way that I do. And like so much of that is like in my upbringing. Like I notice a lot in New York when you're talking, which which is weird because there are plenty of old school guys around here. People oh, are like shocked. There's, They're like Shh. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of native New Yorkers who are old school. <laughs> like it's funny when people are like, what, in New York? Yeah, and but people like, people get really weird about it like and, and make a whole show about it. And like I sometimes, but then sometimes I'll like bring someone from New York to the South and it's just like, there'll be a guy and they'll be like, what, what kind of guy is this? And I'm just like, you could go to Staten Island and meet this exact guy. I don't understand why you're pretending like you don't know this guy. Absolutely. I mean, I, I did a show in like deep Queens last night and there was a guy at the front who was like, I don't believe in the pandemic anymore. And he was like. And he was like very like <laughs> tough guy, you know, like like, but it just like very like I don't have time for it, and like just like 
all the kinds of things that I think a lot of new, a lot of people living in New York would be like, oh, well, in other states. I was like, no, he's here. He's here. No, yeah, yeah, no, he's exactly here. And so she's just like inquisitive. She just like asks him questions. She's being kind of sarcastic, but sincere, like a very nice mix. And instead of just being like, ah, right. this guy, she's just like, you know what? whatever let's roll with it yeah like I definitely related to that because it's like she's not letting him get off scot-free she's not like oh this is fine she's not pretending to agree but she's also not like shocked she's just like oh this is your deal okay well let me see what you think about this and 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 realistically as it goes on even though he is not super respectful of her physical boundaries. Like he's, you know, consistently trying to like touch. Oh my God. Yeah. He's constantly trying to touch her, which like. And she's like, dude, you can't do that. And he's like, oh yeah. She just starts like punching him. Man, love her. Her tiny little, her tiny little fists just go into town. Yeah. And he's like (laughs) laughing. And it's weird because I definitely would never condone his behavior, but it's like clear that he's just like, not, he's just doesn't, really pay attention to women and so like yes there's like a misogyny there but like he doesn't feel dangerous to me he just feels very like (laughs) and she's just like oh you're ridiculous and then later in the date he's like you're the smartest woman I've ever been on a date with and I was like this would happen (laughs) like yeah no I've been on this kind of date before where I'm like yeah I'm never gonna see this guy again this is ridiculous but and that by the end they're like you're amazing and I'm like okay (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, guys, like, guys who understand their place in the world are like, oh, she's she's being a little mean. And also, she's correct. But I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say she's really smart. Yeah, he was like, you think too much. Because, <laughs> like, there's, because, yeah. like, they're, they're, you know, like, like, antagonistic the whole day. And then a fan sees him and he's, like, sweet to the fan. And there's, like, a little boy and his dad. And she kind of has a soft moment then where she's like, okay, I get why he's so passionate about this. Like he's obsessed with sports in a very macho way and he doesn't seem to respect other things. But then he, he finishes that moment and she's like, I think that was really sweet. And he's like, yeah, I'm telling you. And then, and then she, she's like, you really like represent childhood dreams to both that boy and his father. And she goes on about how men are allowed to really express their feelings and sports is a great outlet and he's just like, you think too much. And I was like, wow, I've been part of this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I have, I have, I have made I've an literally exact said observation that like that. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Your emotional intelligence is a little too much for me right now. Let's, let's rein it in. <laughs> just let me enjoy this moment. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so there's that guy. And then we have Gael Garcia Bernal, which the <laughs> he is like ridiculous like he's yes. not like god enrique iglesias when he was on um how i met your mother ridiculous like not like the eat experience your food kind of but <laughs> he does have like he's got like a fucking like nature reserve in his apartment like what He's got a moat? Yeah, what? like, it literally has, like, a brook running through his apartment with, like, foliage surrounding it. And the worst part is that it's like, oh, damn. No, if I was that rich, I would want that. <laughs> like, normally when I see ridiculous things like that, I'm like, that's so silly. And I was like, damn, that looks nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks really nice. And so apparently, like, she 
he she's she reviewed his work was it a play yeah he's a playwright yeah and she uh she writes because she writes she writes for self magazine yeah she did mention which i thought was interesting that they used the real name i was like okay all right because you know usually they like have like an off-brand name in the movies where it's like smosmopolitan (laughs) and you're like gee i wonder what this magazine is and this it was like actually a real one and so yeah she reviewed his work and he loved her review and so they go on a date and he's like you actually understand my work most people just want to know about my love life or my personal life and he's just so i mean he is such a cartoonish artist character but i i I enjoy it like he oh he's yeah he's so fun he's so funny like he's like very spiritual and he's like oh like talking about auras and she's like I feel spiritually inept I can't sense vibes or anything and he's like oh I'm sure that's not true she's like no I I can't and he's just like very like you and I like we understand humanity and being a journalist and being a playwright is similar because you are reporting on the human condition and you can tell so am I and she's just like wow this guy is so rich <laughs> like he I and like he's hot him. and like he's probably good in bed because he's so like passionate but it's all she's also just like you know she knows that this isn't going to go far like either he has other options or she can't communicate with him past this (laughs) yeah I I also love the idea of meeting up with someone who you positively reviewed and then fucking you that's never happened that's a new that's like a new fantasy (laughs) I'm gonna have now (laughs) like like new Um, fantasy unlocked (laughs) Be like, I really like your movie, and then the director shows up at my doorstep. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, can well, you I mean, imagine? That'd be great. There's something inherently hot about making movies. Like, even like the ugliest directors have like some juice. They, they have some sensuality. Like, there's an appreciation for aesthetics and human form that is just like, yes, let's go. Yeah. So that's a beautiful experience, and. Then we get to David Boreanaz, who is playing a kind of character that was big in the 2000s and a kind of character that now, that I now realize totally exists just in a part of New York where I refuse to go, which is like the financial district. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Even though he's like a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, he's like a knee doctor. It's so funny. That's, like, so specific. Like, you get, like, do you really get as much money as he has as, a, like, a knee doctor? Like, right? Like, I just... It would make sense if he was specifically, like, in sports medicine because athletes injure their knees a lot. Like, I was definitely going down a rabbit hole in my mind about that. I was like, do generalized knee doctors make that much? But he was like, you know, he had, like, the the convertible and it was very like oh let's go on a boat for our date you know very much like I know people like don't worry about it yeah I'm bopping around from city to city I got that he's the one he's the character who's uh from Miami but not from Miami and he's like I'm gonna move to New York and she's it's funny because I feel like he's the one date that she's immediately like ooh like she's kind of playing along with him the most like even even um Gael, like who she's obviously attracted to, she's less like fangirly, but with the knee doctor, like she's like, I love knees. Tell me about knees. Well, like it, I because I think that he like you mixing him up with the other guy, I think is like was really astute in a way because like <laughs> Thank he you. is the, 
he is the closest to what she had before. Yeah. Which begs the question, and I'm not saying that this is unrealistic, but girl, you are a cultured writer. Why is this your type in the first place? The 2000s were poison to the brain, I swear. Because it's like, it's not even like himbo. Because himbo is fun. And like a himbo would appreciate her. It's like a toxic himbo. Like he doesn't have the intellect to offer, but he's also got like, a certain machismo. Like, I feel like Anthony LaPaglia respects her way more than this kind of guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like they, and also they could have an antagonistic yeah. relationship and there would be question marks there, but you know, they could have something. Yeah. No, this guy has like absolutely no respect. And then this, and then this woman, this young woman shows up and it's like his boss's daughter. And so much of the date is him like her flattering him and them being close and like he's he's teaching her how to fish and like all of this stuff and it's so weird because like instead of her just being like this is a waste of my time she's just like getting on the phone and just being like what am I gonna do this younger girl is getting my attention and once again I just want I just want women to get up stand up stand up straight yeah stand up yeah because like (laughs) she's and it's very I mean I felt like the writing was really good for this moment where he sees his boss's daughter and and he's like wait you were 12 the last time I saw you and she's like yeah and it's very obviously that like oh now she's 19 or something like oh you just saw someone after they went through puberty and like it's very creepy and um and and like they're on a boat they go on his boss's boat with his boss and the daughter. So the daughter's like flirting with him while he's fishing. And then meanwhile, Lucy's just like losing it, understandably, because like, what the hell? And like you said, she gets on the phone. And like, obviously, I know she can't exit the date when she's on the boat. But but like you said, what gets me is when they get back on land, instead of being like, well, that fucking sucked. Bye. They go play tennis. He's still, yeah, the fact that she's still in the game and that she's still trying. And he's just like, oh, you know, I just had to be nice to her. I just had to flatter her. And that might have been, that might be true, I guess. But then that would mean that, like, he considers women to be, like, babies. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, he could have been nice to her without, like, standing behind her and holding her hips while she tries to fish. You know, like, he could have, he could have easily set a boundary and like and and agreed like if he thinks women are babies then that's an issue and even if the boss and the daughter are so specific they're like you must flirt that's a red flag too because like you can't be with someone who's doing that all the time yeah yeah absolutely it's so he's so annoying like this is the it's so crazy to me because in 2002 David Boreanaz was it for me like that was he was a big deal to me so it's crazy to look back now and be like ew yeah ew (laughs) I don't even like I just I don't even find him attractive I really don't and it's not even just the character but the character doesn't help either where he's (laughs) where he's just like oh I found a nice petite woman who I can talk at yeah and that's clearly all he wants oh for sure like because this is one of the dates where we see him look at her in a way we don't really see the other men. Like they all like are like, oh hi. 
but we see like kind of full body of her and then him like he has his sunglasses on and he's in his convertible and he's like oh you're lucy and you can tell he's like okay i could fuck her all right get in like that's very much and i think the fact that he embodies his character does make him less attractive which is something we've talked about with other movies sometimes a an actor or actress embodies a character that's douchey so well it makes them just less attractive across the board to you (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and i mean i also like heard stuff about him in the time since that made me that that makes me question if he's a good guy at all which does matter to me because angel's whole thing was like i'm so good that i cannot have happiness i cannot suffer because i I, i'm it's i cannot suffer i can suffer I must suffer because if I'm happy, I'm going to start murdering people. <laughs> yeah, very Joss, Joss Whedon really tells on himself like, with some of these male characters. <laughs> so yeah, that's that guy. And I'm, of course, saving the obvious guy because, I mean, obviously if I'm talking about all these guys first, like the mystery of the movie is who she's going to end up with. But you kind of already know. Oh, yeah. And it's it's the Henry Thomas character, which is so interesting. He comes in when she's moving into a new apartment. She ordered a fridge. It's like a mini fridge. She's upset. There are boxes everywhere. One of the most relatable scenes I've seen in any movie ever. Just being surrounded by boxes and not having the shit that you need. Like in my apartment, like I had to get three different stoves before I could even fucking use it. Like I totally. Oh yeah. This is like a realistic logistical nightmare. You're like, oh yeah, you order. And then you try to order something to be proactive and it's the wrong thing. And then you're just like frustrated and then this person comes in and they're judging you for not having your shit together like he's fully like the first thing he says is kind of snarky he's like oh i love what you've done with the place and she's like well fuck you (laughs) oh my god and like when he he shows up with this flat with this flower and then like he's like i want my flower back and i'm just sitting here just like this fucking guy (laughs) yeah i was like it was such a weird immediate hostility to have towards her like and i felt like for him it was she she didn't greet she doesn't seem ready for our date and I'm offended and she was just like dude I'm sorry but like look <laughs> and I I think he was like a little bit late for the date and he's like sorry I'm late here's a flower <laughs> and and they're just yeah. like they immediately tell each other off like she's just like oh fuck you and he's like fuck you and then they're like all right let's try to start over and then they're like yeah walking and she has allergies that's an ongoing thing and they're like talking about allergy medicine and she can't have the normal allergy medicine because normal antihistamines don't, as she says, penetrate. Okay. Okay. Her, (laughs) her whole thing that is like, there's so many rom-coms that are set in New York. That's like, it could have been set anywhere. This is a New York rom-com that feels like New York. Everybody is insane in like a very specific way and her with the allergy medication is just the exact kind of New York insanity because she can't have the 12 hour. She needs the four hour because she needs to, she needs something that she can take like every four hours. Like if she takes the 12 hour and it doesn't penetrate, then she, then she's done for the day. She has to wait another 12 hours and she will make this like, she will go on this rant. And I love when she runs into her parents who are played by, 
Like two people that I just never expected to see in a movie together playing a couple, but it it, it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be on paper, which is Julie Christie and Harold Ramis. She runs into them. I love and, it. And, and they know the whole spiel already. Oh, she's oh, she's talking about the allergy medication again. And just like the idea of running into your parents while you're on a date is so funny to me. I'm actually, as I saw this, I was surprised I haven't seen this more in rom-coms. You know, the hundreds of rom-coms we've seen. I don't know that I've ever seen this, at least for a first date. Like that, yeah. just like running into your parents, like doing errands while you're on a date. And then, and then, I mean, and they're adorable. Like they're adorable and they're very real. Like, they're so cute. I was like, wow. And they're, and, and of course this is when I was like, oh, Henry Thomas is going to be the one The the parents are like, are you hungry? And he's like, yeah. And Lucy's kind of like, oh God, don't say yeah. And they're like, we have brisket. And he's like, that sounds great. I love that. He's just like, hell yeah. I'm going to have brisket with your parents. <laughs> like he does yeah. not give a fuck. He's. And I was like, you know what? That's hot. Actually, I think that's very hot. Yeah, I I totally agree. And also just like watching Harold Ramis in this movie, like he has the he has the exact kind of like partner energy that I want. Like, yeah, like what like when you when you look up husband, it's like Dan Connor and this guy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like he's very like, oh, yeah, like. He, he's fun and and of course they are doing the embarrassing things when they're back at the house they're like talking about all these memories of Lucy and like oh yeah she she was obsessed with the ballet but then they they're like oh she was such a tomboy we thought she was gonna be gay and they're they're just like throwing all these things so I completely understand why she's like this fucking sucks I want to be out of here but Henry Thomas is just like oh okay cool like he's not freaked out he's not like wow this is so weird being with your family he's like they're nice this brisket's good <laughs> and I was like yeah I was like you know what this is a nightmare date for Lucy but I kind of vibe with him like I love meeting my friend's parents and I love meeting partner's parents and I think if I ran into someone's parents on a date I'd be like sure let's go eat with your parents I don't care oh, yeah absolutely I mean, like, what a, I can't think of a better way to get to know someone. I mean, you're really skipping ahead. Like, if, if you like each other after that, you've skipped a lot of steps. And that doesn't mean you have to go fast. But, you know, you got a lot out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting because, like, I could tell based on these scenes that she's going to end up with him. But I constantly was just like thinking about like sometimes when I watch these movies I'm just like whatever none of this shit has anything to do with me I don't care for this one I was like I want John Hannah <laughs> yeah I, I wanted I, I wanted the, I wanted the nervous one no he was really <laughs> sweet like at the end of the date with John Hannah like they go to a restaurant and she's like so drunk that she like is like falling and she's like loudly saying things and he's like apologizing for her, but he's obviously kind of having fun <laughs> and he's trying to like get her to eat and stuff. And then later she pressures him to steal pop tarts, which I love. And yeah, and he's like never stolen before. So he steals pop tarts because he claims that like she was bullying him. And I'm like, that's cute. She was really yeah, trying no. to force you to do anything, but that's like kind of adorable. That is the exact kind of carrying on that I participated in. <laughs> yeah, like, and then and then he, like, basically tucks her in, and she, like, kind of apologizes about the date, and he's like, hey, you know, I've, my ex-wife said I was really uptight, and she was right, but 
she wasn't completely right because I stole Pop-Tarts with you tonight. Like, he's basically like, it was kind of fun having this crazy date. And I was like, that's really cute. He's so cute. But yeah, he's not the one. He'd be a good second runner-up. He would. He would. Yeah. He totally would. Also, she's got this, like, she's got a single friend who I didn't mention in the cast list who's who's funny <laughs> oh she's really funny yeah the, yeah, the latina woman really. oh flora martinez yeah and she and like at one point she's like lighting up a cigarette they're in a cab and lucy's telling her you just got to go on dates you, you know life will surprise you you'll be surprised by who you connect with and she goes life only surprises americans and i was like wow that's an incredible line i love I, that i would wear that on a shirt i agree with her <laughs> I was like, that. there's so many layers to that, and I think all of them are correct. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. taking that L. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think that it's cute that she ends up with the baseball player guy. I think that that's actually a really good pairing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like they can handle each other. Yeah. I really feel like, I mean, because the whole movie is just the flashback of the dates, and then, like, there's a few mo- there's a few times where, like, she runs into one of them, like, after the date, and so we get to see, like, you know, either an awkward or a sweet exchange. And one thing that I really like is that it's not a movie where it's like, look at how bad all these men are that I went on dates with. And it's also not like, look at how amazing and I'm missing out. It's like, like we said, it feels like real dating where like she runs into a few of them and it's like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? Her and Henry Thomas, who she ends up with, he does try to propose to her after they've dated for seven weeks. And she's like, no. And then they break up. Yeah, that's a big, it's a big Ted Mosby move there. Yeah, and, and she's like, dude, like, they're like roller skating in, in Union Square, and which, like, peak rom-com activity. I feel yeah. like a lot more people are doing that again because TikTok popularized roller skating, rollerblading again. So I feel like there's going to be a lot more of those couples this summer out in the parks, which I support. I think it's adorable. Understandably, she's like, dude, what? No. And then they basically break up, but then they run into each other again at a plant. Well, they're not at a plant store, but she has a plant. And they like reconnect and they end up together. And it's really sweet. And I completely believe that they're a good couple. And I think the thing is like this rom-com, like I liked it. I would recommend people watch it. Yeah. I don't don't have like an alternative. I would definitely say like, this is cute. I'm kind of sad it didn't do better because I think, I think that Monica Potter really has great rom-com protagonist energy. And I think all the men brought the kind of energy they were supposed to bring to the screen. Yeah, yeah. This is one where I'm just like, I can't believe that this has been kind of like ignored by time. Like it's like it's very, it's very chill, but like in terms of just like the casting, the pacing, the dialogue, like a lot of it just felt real. And I feel like we could learn a lot from looking back at stuff like this that's that's kind of like on this register. I agree. And I think also it's hard to pull off a rom. I mean, some of our complaints about the Netflix movies, which obviously there are a lot of differences between those and this, are that they didn't feel like they had stakes. And I think this movie is actually a really great example that you can have a movie that doesn't have like horrific stakes and it still be interesting because there's not a lot of stakes here because we know she's going to get married and we're just finding out who. So it's not like a movie where there's a lot of conflict, but it is interesting still because we get to see these different personalities and the characters are well-written enough that you get to see kind of her journey of, of figuring out who's right for her and figuring out things about herself. 
So I feel like it's a really great example of a movie that can pull off not being full of tons of hijinks or like really capital C conflicts while still holding its own. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, sweet, dear listeners, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We have a Patreon with lots of goodies, as Sierra would say. Sierra sings about our Patreon all the time. <laughs> you know, lot, lots of bonus episodes. Also, you can request a movie and we'll actually cover it. So that's exciting. And, you know, I hope you're drinking water and you're getting some vitamin D outside if possible. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. See you